0: Good morning. Happy Sabbath. Our theme is the great controversy, and our scripture reading is Revelation 18.1. I think we probably all have it memorized by now. Revelation 18.1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. It's my prayer to join this fourth angel to bring an understanding of past, present, and future events within the context of the great controversy, so that hearts and minds can make an informed decision on who will have authority over their lives. Let's pray. Dear God, we invite your presence here once more. Please send us your Holy Spirit to guide our hearts and minds in the theme of the great controversy. For those who are thirsty and hungry for your word, quench and fill up your people. In Jesus' name, amen. The sermon title for today is America and Prophecy. We will be looking at the verses from Revelation 13 chapters 11 through 16. Does America have a part to play in the great controversy? We will answer this question today. We left off in our story last time around the year 1798. We talked about a church and state power that was wounded. And we talked about God raising up a reformation for the purpose of restoring forgotten truths that the wounded church and state power had changed during its rule of 1,260 years. Let's turn to Revelation 13, chapter 11. Revelation 13, chapter 11. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon." We learned in our last sermon that a beast is symbolic of a kingdom. The reference for this is in Daniel 7, verse 17. At this point in history, the Bible prophesies that a new power would come on the scene, but this kingdom would be different and that it wouldn't overthrow other powers to establish itself. It would arise gradually and peacefully. This kingdom, as most of you know, is the United States of America. I would like to suggest that when God chooses an animal to represent a kingdom, it is not a random animal. If we quickly look at the four kingdoms found in Daniel 7, there was a lion with wings, a bear, a leopard, with four heads and four wings, and lastly, a hideous beast. Today, with the help of archaeology, we know that the spade has unearthed each animal in its time of history relating to its kingdom. For example, many of the bricks unearthed in ancient Babylon have winged lions on them. History also reveals in Rome that the dragon was used as a military symbol, a hideous beast that conquered the world. So, the question for us, is there an animal in the United States that has horns like a lamb? An animal that maybe John the writer of Revelation had never seen before? Yes, the buffalo. If you own a copy of the book Daniel and Revelation by Uriah Smith, there's a full page with a picture of a buffalo representing the United States. But isn't this just old American history? Does anyone know what year the bison officially became this country's national mammal? This is the same status as the eagle, our national bird. It was on May 9th, 2016. Isn't it strange that an almost forgotten animal became our national mammal only five years ago? Will we see more of this animal in the future of America? During the time of this country's infancy, Christian exiles were fleeing from the persecution of Papal Rome. That is why they determined to establish a government with civil and religious liberty, a government with a separate church and a separate state. Some of our founders believed, quoting from the Declaration of Independence, that all men were created equal and were endowed with the inalienable right to life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They set up a constitution that guaranteed to the people the right of self-government, providing that representatives elected by a popular vote enact and administer the laws. They set up freedom of religion, giving every man permission to worship God according to the dictates of conscience. And the pen of inspiration says... It is these two principles, being a republic and Protestantism, that are the secret of its power and prosperity. The Great Controversy, page 246. This is the American dream. This is what brought millions of people throughout the decades to its soil. And this is the part of scripture concerning this beast as Americans, that we like and are proud of, America the Beautiful. We have now reached the timeline of today, but we just read in the last part of Revelation thirteen eleven that this lamb-like beast spoke as a dragon. What does it mean to speak like a dragon, and who or what is the dragon? Let's turn to our Bibles for the interpretation. Revelation 20 verse 2 Revelation 20 verse 2 And he laid hold on the dragon that old serpent which is the devil and Satan and bound him a thousand years So the dragon is the devil Let's now turn to Genesis 2:17 Genesis 2, verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the devil spoke in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. So dragon speech is the devil saying that whatever God has said is not true. When God says remember Satan says forget it. But before we answer the question is the United States speaking like a dragon yet let's continue in Revelation 13 verse 12. Revelation 13 verse 12. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed." The power that the wounded beast had, that we learned from our previous sermon, was a combined church and state power. And we just emphasized that when America was established, because of this persecution, the founders made certain to put in their laws to keep church and state separate. Has the United States done away with its separation of church and state? Not yet. So we can say this country is not yet exercising the power of the first beast. The last part of this verse talks about worship. In the 10 Commandments, which commandment is about worship? The fourth commandment. If you remember, the wounded beast from our previous sermon changed God's day of worship by its own authority. Is the United States forcing the worship of this first beast on us or the entire planet? Not yet. So we can conclude that the United States is not speaking like a dragon yet. If we look within the history of governments, what kind of ideas lead up to radical change? What about ideas of intolerance? Scripture foretells that this country will develop the spirit of intolerance and persecution that was manifested in times past. Great Controversy, page 442. Do we see intolerance at an unprecedented level today? There's a story in Daniel, chapter 6, verse 4, of presidents and princes of the government trying to find an occasion against Daniel. Do you remember this story? It's the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Can we agree that Daniel was different? Maybe he was a vegetarian. Maybe he was a Democrat or Republican. Did he side with the left or the right? Maybe he was pro-vaccine or, pro- or anti-vaccine. What was his health message? The point I'm trying to make is this. Did the presidents and princes find any occasion against Daniel with his eating habits? How about his government affiliations or his health message? That's three no's because in verse 5 it says they would find it concerning the law of his God. That's the big picture. In the spirit of intolerance today, it's all leading to one thing. Intolerance against a people who uphold God's law. Let's continue in Revelation 13, verses 13 and 14. Verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. 14, And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, That they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Great wonders and miracles under the influence of spiritualism are in our future. When this happens our country shall repudiate every principle of our Constitution. Testimonies volume 5 page 451. It's hard to imagine and many even today don't believe it. But we can trust the word of God, and it will come true. When will it happen? In Testimonies, Volume 5, page 451, it also says, when Protestantism shall stretch her hand across the Gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power, when she shall reach over the abyss to clasp the hand of spiritualism This is known as the threefold union. Today, do we see Protestantism holding hands with the power across the Gulf? Let's take a look at the definition of spiritualism. Spiritualism is the supposed communication with the dead. How many in the world today believe that the dead aren't really dead? Verse 13 also talked about fire coming down from heaven. In Confrontation, page 89, we are told Satan will work with lying wonders, even bringing fire down from heaven. And in The Great Controversy, page 624, it says, As the crowning act in the great drama of deception, Satan himself will personate Christ. The glory that surrounds him is unsurpassed by anything that mortal eyes have beheld. His voice is soft and subdued, yet full of melody. In gentle, compassionate tones, he presents some of the same gracious heavenly truths which the Savior uttered. He even heals the diseases of the people, but then he declares to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday. And commands all to hallow the day that he has blessed. He then declares that those that persist on keeping holy the seventh day are blaspheming his name. This is the strong almost overmastering delusion. Demons in the form of the disciples will appear and say that Sunday is the new Sabbath and even demons In the form of our loved ones, could appear and declare to us that Sunday is the new Sabbath. In that day, we won't be able to trust our senses. We can only trust the Word of God that we have stored and kept in our hearts. Life is busy, wouldn't you agree? Satan will, if possible, prevent me. Prevent you from obtaining a preparation to stand in that day. That day when the world is swept away by this overmastering delusion. How will I be able to stand? How will you be able to stand? In the Great Controversy, page 353, it says Only those who have been diligent students of the Scriptures and who have received the love of the truth will be shielded from the powerful delusion that takes the world captive. Finishing up with Revelation, Revelation 13, verses 15 and 16. Revelation 13, 15 and 16. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause, that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. With America leading the way under Satan's threefold union, while an overmastering delusion sweeps the world by storm, new laws will be proposed, enacted, and enforced on a global scale to rid the world once and for all of a little, peculiar company and to scare anyone else who tries to join their ranks. Here's the meaning of the mark in our hand or in our forehead. Once laws are enacted concerning chapter 15, The mark in chapter 16 is just our choice, our choice of what we will believe concerning the overmastering delusion. If we believe that the Sabbath was changed to Sunday, we have made a choice with our mind, our forehead. Or if we are impartial, afraid of not being able to buy or sell, of being imprisoned and killed, Just going along with the new laws, we have made a choice with our hand. Did you know there have always been a remnant of people that have not bowed the knee? From the eight that entered the ark at the time of Noah to 6,000 in Elijah's day, at the end of time, there will be a remnant that stands and follows the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. We are so close to this point in history that we can choose today to stand with Jesus and be a part of that remnant. John the Beloved heard a number of the redeemed, but then he saw a great multitude which no man could number. Revelation 8 verse 9, which means there's room enough for me there, there's room enough for you there. What will be our choice, to stand with God or bow the knee? There is not much left in our story. The next time we are together, we will find out what happens after the mark. And with that, we will have to finish our story another time. The closing hymn today is number 460. Number 460. Dear God, we see your word coming into fruition. Everything you have told us is true, and we want to be a part of that remnant that follows the Lamb with us, whoever he goeth. Be with us now as we leave this place and keep us safe so that we can return here next week. In Jesus' name, amen.